this reading that we have from the, the prophet Ezekiel in, in chapter 37 uh, is it, perhaps one of one of the strangest, possibly one of the, the eeriest uh, pictures that, that we have in, in all of Scripture. Uh, it, it is this, this eerie, almost almost horrific image of, of Ezekiel being brought into the Spirit, given this vision where he's standing in this, this valley, and it's full of these, these dried-up skeletons. He's surrounded uh, by, by human bones. So as if, as if uh, Ezekiel is, is brought into this, this giant graveyard, except the graves are not buried beneath the surface, but actually brought to the very surface of the ground, and, and he sees nothing but dry bones. Nothing but death. Nothing but, but complete and, and utter hopelessness. And, and as he's brought and, and placed into this valley of these dry bones, the voice of the Lord comes to him and asks Ezekiel this question. Ezekiel, can these bones live? And, and Ezekiel's response is, is simple, simply... Lord, only you know. Only you know if it's possible for, for, for life to spring forth out of this place of death. And as Ezekiel responds this way, God's response and command to him is, is are these words in verse 4. Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And Ezekiel hears this, this command from God to prophesy to these bones, to, to speak the word of God over death and bring forth life. And what happens? None other than just that. Ezekiel begins to hear these sounds, sounds of rattling and bones coming together. Sinews, tendons, ligaments, muscles beginning to form on these bones and, and flesh coming upon them. And then as he's or commanded to prophesy once again, command the Spirit of God to come into these bones and bring them to life, he does so and just that happens. He hears the, the rushing of wind coming into these bones and bringing life, bringing hope where there was nothing but death and hopelessness. And God explains this image to Ezekiel. He says to him, Son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise, from you, raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. So this image that Ezekiel receives is, is this image of, of Israel. This nation that, that was intended to be set apart as, as God's people, but had instead turned away, worshipping other gods, and because of that, now they have, have been submitted to death 
and destruction. They've been cut off from the goodness of God, but God promises them, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, in fact, open your graves. I'm going to bring you back into that land. On your own, there is nothing but death and hopelessness, but in me, so long as you have my word dwelling in your midst, Life and hope can come where there is nothing but death and hopelessness. Now, I think we're often tempted to, to look out into the world, or, or look perhaps introspectively as well, and, and hear that question, can these bones live? And respond with, not a chance. <laughs> Now we, we look out into the world and, and, and we see nothing but death and destruction. We see images of utter hopelessness. And, and we hear that question, could, could these bones live? Could life spring forth from here? And we say, I don't think so. We, we look at, at the church and, and we hear frightening numbers of, of a church in our country that is in decline. We see churches that their only thing they're filled with is, is empty seats. And we hear that question, can these bones live? And we think, I don't think so. Or, or we look internally and, and we see our own lives. We, we see our own sin falling into the, the same patterns of, of sinful unbelief, falling into the same temptation, feeling like we're losing the same battle over and over and over again. And we hear that question, can these bones live? And we say, I don't think so. I, I don't think that anything can spring forth out, out of this place of hopelessness. I don't think that anything that even resembles life could ever spring forth out of my life or the world around me that looks like nothing but a valley of dry bones. Can these bones live? If I'm honest with myself, I'm not so sure. But yet we hear once again those words from God, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. You recognize that's all that it takes in this vision is for these bones, which really on their own ought not be able to hear, given that they're just bones. These bones, they hear the word of the Lord and life springs forth. Just as life sprang forth in Genesis from nothing, as the word of God was spoken into nothing, so life springs forth out of death when the word of the Lord comes upon it. And the same thing that the word of the Lord did in Genesis, the same thing that the word of the Lord did here in Ezekiel, is the same thing that the word of the Lord continues to do today. As it brings forth life, and hope out of utter death and hopelessness. It, it, it gathers really 
a group of people who, who ought to be considered nothing other than the walking dead and brings forth life by simply breathing its word into us. By proclaiming once again that message of the word of Christ that says, even in the midst of sin, even in the midst of temptation, you have been loved by the Father, such that he has given you the gift of life that has come through the death of his Son. As we look at the cross, we see that it is our God's common practice to bring forth life out of death. So as we hear once again, in light of the cross, can these bones live? Our response of faith ought to be even stronger than, Lord, only you know. Having seen and believed in the cross of Jesus, our response ought to be absolutely. Certainly life can spring forth. Certainly there is no place that the word of God cannot bring life to. That's precisely why we gather each and every week. That's precisely why we make an extra discipline of, of gathering a second time during the week, during seasons like Lent. is to hear once again that word of the Lord that brings forth life out of death. It's to hear the word of Christ that says because of his forgiveness, our end is not hopeless. Our end is not a valley filled with dry bones. Our end is the kingdom of God. Our end is the, is the picture of that garden that we see in Revelation. A garden that is marked by the tree of life. Can these bones live? On our own, I think our answer would often be, not a chance. But as we hear that question, and as we listen to it, as we meditate upon it in light of the cross of Jesus, may our response be, not simply, Lord, only you know. May our response be, yes, certainly these bones can live. Amen. Amen. Amen.